Welcome to the week four podcast for our league. Today, you just get me. Joe is unable to join us as he is busy with quarter end stuff at his fancy job as an actuary. So um, instead, you get, I'm going to run through um, a couple of recommendations for the upcoming week and discuss also um, some trade um, options for um, for two players in our league who brought some things forward, or at least Joe made me aware of. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna put those pieces together and help you guys make a deal on um, this weekend before uh, the the games kick off on Sunday. But first, just briefly, as we look back at last week, it was it was really matchups of the the, the haves and have nots. So the top four scoring teams ended up playing each other. Um, Kyle Bash uh, beat me 130 to 115. We were the second and fourth highest scores, and it drops me down to 0 and 3. I believe for the first time ever in our league. Um, not panicking though, still feel pretty good. And then Chubby D- DJ's Joe um, improves to 3 and 0, our last undefeated team in the league over Andy, uh, who drops to 2 and 1. All the other six teams in our league all failed to crack 90 points in um, week three's matchups. Um, perhaps we're, we're starting to see um, a little bit of separation here at the top, and, and definitely we see some bottom dwellers as well. Um, Nick beat Kyle Schroeder 88 to 62. And both of them are now sitting at two and one. And two Una boys, Evan won 86.6 to 84.3. And this came down to the wire on Monday night with Brian having Ezekiel Elliott um, and Evan being done. Ezekiel Elliott made a great push. He ended with 25.1 points, but just needed a few more to get Brian his first win. Fortunately, it did not happen. Uh, Probably even more heartbreaking, however, was Tim beating Jordan by 1.1 points on Monday night football. Tim did have Devonta Smith play, who actually didn't have a great game at all and did only with 4.3 fantasy points. Meanwhile, Jordan had Miles Sanders, CeeDee Lamb, and Dallas Goddard. And I think it all came down to both Miles Sanders and CeeDee Lamb underperforming. Dallas Goddard did what he was supposed to do. If, if either of them had gotten just one more catch for, for six yards or seven yards or you know any way you want to slice and dice it, um, Jordan would have come out on top, probably should have. And in most, most times, I think if they would have played this over again, he would have, but alas, he drops to 0-3, joining both Brian and myself at the bottom of the standings. Like you said, Joe's uh, at the top of 3-0, and and then everybody else is 2-1. and There's not a single 1-2 team right now in the league. Joe posed an interesting question, which we might talk about next week, depending on how these 0-3 teams do, is um, what happens when you when you drop to 0-4? Is it, is it too soon? to start selling off players for picks um, or, or do we, you know, we recommend um, sticking in there and perhaps it's a team uh, dependent. I mean, so we'll dive into the rosters of the folks at the very bottom. If any of us still are 0 and 4 at the end of the week and see what our recommendations might be to, to get ahead of preparing for next year, or we may decide, you know, hold, you know, don't, don't panic now, still plenty of time. So with that in the books, um, before I get into some of our kind of start sit questions for the upcoming week, 
Um, Joe let me know that he and Andy have been discussing some trades and I, I, he sent me a few that had come over and I'm going to give my thoughts on those that have been rejected. And then uh, my recommendation, so Barkley and Kelsey were kind of the centerpieces that have been talked about thus far. And the idea was to swap them at first. Um, Joe declined that. And I think I agree. I think Kelsey right now, season long value is, is better um, position wise than, than Barkley. So I would have declined that even with Corey Davis being added in. Uh, I don't think Corey Davis is a type of wide receiver that uh, Joe really needs to make his roster substantially better. Find players of that caliber on the waiver wire for spot starts as needed. Joe then had a kind of a, he, he expanded this out larger, um, offering Kelsey, Chubb, and Kenyon Drake, but he asked for a pretty hefty haul in return. Barkley, Devonta Adams, and Kyle Pitts. They're looking for, uh, you know, a big upgrade of wide receiver. They basically are just, flopping running backs and then um you know andy would be upgrading tight end and um joe would would be downgrading a little bit to pits but still keeping a serviceable guy there i think andy was right to decline that as well but then kind of looking at it a little bit more my thought is is i don't think barkley's really needed by by joe here unless there's mutual interest to swap running backs joe's got three solid starting running backs having a fourth one um at this point i don't think provides him a lot of value, but he could use wide receiver and Andy is very wide receiver rich. And so maybe Adams might be a little too much to grab right now, unless he's willing to do a one for one flop between Kelsey and Adams. Um, don't know if there's a lot of value there or interest there as well. So my recommendation is actually to explore more of um, Kelsey for Pitts plus either Justin Jefferson or DeAndre Hopkins. This would give Andy, a, you know, the upgrade at tight end. He would have to give up one of his three elite um, wide receivers, uh, but I think that's that's more than more than fair in this scenario. Uh, as Andy's got some other players that he could still plug in the flex, he would still have Barkley that he could put in there as well. And Joe gets uh, some much needed wide receiver help that he can rely on week in and week out. Keep talking, guys. I think uh, there's something there if you guys are interested in it. It's um, tough to give up a player like Kelsey. I did it last year, and it. Um, didn't serve me well. So I think you may got to make sure you're getting, getting good stuff, Joe, if you, if you're seriously considering um, moving on from him. For the previews this week, instead of going matchups, instead of going uh, NFL games, what I decided to do was just take a look at positions. I'll talk about quarterbacks and if there's anything there, running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and then end with some defense and special teams thoughts as well. Um, quarterbacks off the top. I actually don't have any recommendations. We, we are all playing the top guys in the league. I think quarterback starts at decisions are going to get more interesting when bye weeks start. It also does kind of raise the question when you look at it like this of, do we ever want to, as a league, consider moving to a super flex? Essentially that allows you to start two quarterbacks, um, roster more quarterbacks, pay more attention to them. Um, never done it before. Um, curious if, if folks have done it, if, if they find value in that, I might put it in the polls for the off season just to see kind of where we're currently leaning on that. But, um, just a thought, um, cause right now we're just kind of plugging and playing the, the top guys week in and week out, which isn't providing, I know there's a huge element of strategy right now to that. So, um, something food for thought on that. 
When we get to running backs, though, there are some interesting start-sit decisions that some folks need to make. Um, Joe's not here to weigh in on my start-sit decision, but just so everyone knows where I'm sitting is I have Javonta Williams, I have Elijah Mitchell, and I have uh, Donnie Michelle. Now, right now, I'm playing to play Javonta Williams um, at home against Baltimore. Elijah Mitchell for the 49ers, if he ends up being healthy and, and playing, he might be the starter. I'm, I'm wary of, of his of his health. Um, I think he's kind of trending towards not playing, still coming back from the shoulder injury. So most likely I'd sit him. And then Sony Michelle was clear it was going to be a, a play. I probably would have put him in if Daryl Henderson got scratched. But I think the latest report I saw was that he is indeed planning to play. So Sony Michelle will probably sit on the bench as well. And I'm just going to have to hope uh, for <laughs> some touchdowns and, and some other players to have some big weeks to give me a shot against Joe. Uh, Nick, you have kind of an interesting decision to make. You have Melvin Gordon, so the other side of the tandem of the Denver running back duo. And you also have Miles Gaskin. I, I heard that Melvin Gordon's beat up a little bit. I know he's got a questionable uh, tag heading into the weekend. It's hard to have a lot of confidence in Miles Gaskin. I totally understand that. Um, I if I was in your shoes, I probably, however, would put in Miles Gaskin primarily because he continues to get um, the targets in the uh, in the passing game, and so I, I I'm oof, that's a tough one. Um, so flip a coin if you want to. I'd lean Miles Gaskin because of the passing work and because of the potential that Melvin Gordon might be a little more banged up, and we may see more Javante Williams, which I'd be happy for as well. Andy is in his age-old dilemma of starting two between Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift, and Saquon Barkley. At this point, I think you have to start DeAndre Swift every every chance you get. And this week, whew, you got Barkley um, at the Saints. Uh, the Giants are out, Darius Lane, they are out, Sterling Shepard. So there's there's potential that more targets will be available to go to Barkley, which I like that a lot. However, you are looking at Najee Harris, who I think just had 14 targets in the passing game, and Claypool's out. Um, so there's, there's, there might also be a lot more targets going to Najee Harris uh, playing at Green Bay as well, Green Bay's defense. Um, I think definitely a step below what the Saints are. So you might, be gotten, you might have the right folks in there, Harris and Swift, it's just tough with Barkley finally showing that he can handle that workload. Six, I think he had 22 touches last week to, to put him in there. If he did sit someone, I would probably sit the rookie Najee Harris and, and go with Barkley. But I think what you've got there is fine as well. I've been kind of a minor thing. I was going to ask Joe Cream Hunt or Evan Singletary. I think you got Hunt in there. I think you stick with Hunt. Um, more upside there for sure. Jordan, you've got some starts at questions, I think, on your running back, but it really goes down more into your flex spot, ultimately. So you've got Austin Eckler and James Robinson plugged in as your RB1 and 2. Obviously, you can't take out James Robinson. Eckler, you're not going to, to bench. So now you're looking at your flex, of whether to play Daryl Henderson, who's banged up but supposed to play, uh, Miles Sanders, who was not given the rock, uh, against Dallas for whatever reason, but is playing a putrid Kansas City defense right now, especially against the run. And then your other option would be if you wanted to uh, stick with a wide receiver, 
you could put either Deontay Johnson um, or I thought you had another option. Uh, and I guess it's just Deontay Johnson since Antonio Brown is now out. My recommendation is if I was in your spot, I would put Miles Sanders back in there. I know he didn't get the ball a lot. I think they actually might correct that intentionally. I think they know they didn't get it and they were passing a lot in that Dallas game. I, I can see Miles Sanders having a big bounce back game. Just there's just risk with Daryl Henderson. I know, however, it's supposed to be a high scoring game against the Cardinals and probably will. So there's a lot of touches. You like that. Um, but for what it's worth, that's where where I would lean for you. Kyle Schroeder, you have a flex decision to make as well this week. Currently, you have Josh Jacobs sitting in your oh, sitting on your bench, your Brandon Cooks in your flex. Other options are Kenny Galladay and Allen Robinson. So you have four players who are supposed to be looked at as, as weekly starters. Uh, process of elimination, I would get rid of Allen Robinson until we can see, you know, what kind of connection he has with either Justin Fields or Nick Foles ends up being the starting quarterback. So unfortunately, I think yes to him. Kenny Galladay is interesting, again, for the same reason about Saquon Barkley with, with Shepard and Slayton out. Is this the week that Kenny Galladay just gets peppered over and over again? Perhaps, but again, I don't think I would trust that. And then you're left in my mind with Josh Jacobs, who hasn't played last couple of weeks against the Chargers, who also are not doing great against the run. Um, and then Brandon Cooks out there in Buffalo, who is getting a massive target share in that offense. But is, is that reliable? If Josh Jacobs truly is healthy, I think I'd put him in there. If not, I don't. Brandon Cooks is, is a fine play, but I think the the odds of him getting a touchdown are fairly low. Um, whereas I think you could you have a much better shot of Josh Jacobs getting one of those, even if his yardage and touches aren't as high as you'd like them to see. And lastly, as we kind of look at some of the running back things here, I'll take a peek at Tim's roster. I think when I checked it earlier, we still had some folks kind of outstanding. Um, let's just kind of build it from the ground up. Kamara and Edmonds, you start those in your wide receiver or in your running backs. Um, Keenan Allen in your wide receiver one, I got it. Now for your wide receiver two, right now you've currently got Jalen Waddle slotted there. Your other option would be Devonta Smith against the Chiefs or Cole Beasley at Houston. I like both of those over Jalen Waddle. Um, I, I think that the, the pass attack against Houston could be could be very favorable uh, this week and as well as the pass attack against the Chiefs. It's hard. I love Devonta Smith. I know that said that on here. I, I, I'm, I am scarred, and I'm sure Tim might be scarred too, of, trying, of seeing Jalen Hurts trying to throw the ball on Monday Night Football. So I don't blame you for wanting to bench him this week. Um, so I would, I would actually put in Cole Beasley there in your wide receiver too. And then looking in flex, that leaves you then with Leonard Fournette or Devonta Smith. To me, it's I'd go probably Fournette. I think Gio Bernard's out, and so I think that opens up some some more passing game work for Fournette because they don't throw the ball to Ronald Jones, um, and I think he has a better shot at, at getting a touchdown as opposed to Devonta Smith. So, take it for what it's worth. I would take out Jalen Waddle. I'd take out Zach Moss. I'd replace him with Cole Beasley and Leonard Fournette in in this week's matchup. For wide receivers, I actually have fewer. Um, Start set questions. One on mine, I, I was going to ask Joe about. I've got Jacoby Myers right now sitting in my flex. I've also got Brandon Ayuk, and then the option to go back and pick up Emmanuel Sanders, do that stack again with Josh Allen. 
I think I'm going to stick with Jacoby Myers. hope that he just gets pepper with targets against a weak uh, Tampa Bay secondary. But to be honest, I'm not confident in, in that pick, and I'm just not confident in Mac Jones' ability to be consistent as a quarterback quite yet. The other one I flagged, I'm going back to your roster, Nick, was a tough one. You have Adam Thielen and Debo Samuel to choose between. Um, you've got Thielen in there, which how – how could you, how could you not? I mean, he gets touchdowns. It seems like every week, um, but then there's Debo Samuel who hasn't gotten the touchdowns, but he has gotten the targets that that you're looking for. Twelve, eight, and ten. Um, I'd have a hard time not going with Debo Samuel in this matchup against the Seahawks. I think he's going to have a better chance of, of getting the yards, and then. You know, touchdowns just are just hard to rely on. So you want to go Thielen. Um, I think you're you're kind of in this situation where it's you're hoping for no touchdown. Otherwise, I think you've got the targets that you need out of Debo Samuel against a, a struggle in Seattle defense. And, and I don't think you can go wrong there. Tight end, we'll go there quickly. Um, Evan just had Gronk ruled out earlier today. Let's see if he's had a chance to pick anyone up yet. And it looks like he has. He went and grabbed Dawson Knox, um, which is ironically, if I needed a tight end, if Kittle ended up sitting, Dawson Knox was on my list of players that I was interested in grabbing. So thank you, Evan, for for snagging him. Um, Additional ones for me, if Kittle is out that I'm looking at or folks are looking at the waiver wire, you still have Tyler Higby, who's who's sitting out there. Um, Then with Gronk being out, there's Cameron Bray. And O.J. Howard, if you think Brady's still going to look to target his tight ends, he's got Antonio Brown out. Um, I think that might be something to look towards. I will definitely be looking towards him, probably Cameron Bray over Howard. And the last one is, again, Evan Ingram. It's all depends on what you think is going to happen with the Giants in the past attack. Targets are cleared up. Evan Ingram, is he getting back? Is he going to be the one that gets the targets? Kind of a, a, a late flyer, or, you know, you could have a high ceiling, but he also could do absolutely nothing for you as well. Uh, Nick, you'd be the only person, um, and maybe Jordan as well, to kind of take a look and see if you're, you're happy with, I think, your tight end position. Nick, you've got Jared Cook, who's really, I don't think he's really any worse than these options we're talking about. And Jordan, you've got Dallas Goddard and Gesicki. Um, I know Gesicki got all those targets, but it's it's hard to it's hard not to want to play pass catchers or, or offensive players against the Chiefs. So um, I'd probably leave Goddard this week for you. And lastly, we'll talk a little bit about DSTs. Uh, ones out there that just question marks, not necessarily bad plays. Kyle Bash is the Browns. They are playing at Minnesota this week. Hard not to want to start them after they destroyed Justin Fields and the Bears, getting, I think, nine sacks last week. So I, I totally understand why to play them again. Um, but maybe not the best, best matchup against, against the Vikings who have been putting up points and seem to be rolling right now. And then, uh, Brian, you're, you're planning to start the Rams, I think, currently. Rams, obviously, a good defense. It's just another one of those cases, kind of like last week with Tampa Bay, where it's just projected to be a high-scoring game and how fantasy football works, you know? More points get scored. But whether or not the defense is really doing its part or not, it just kind of it's going to penalize you a lot. So I'd, I'd maybe look for some alternatives, and I'll talk about those in a second. The last two are the Broncos for Evan and the Ravens for Kyle Schroeder. These two teams are, are playing each other in Denver. And 
I'm okay with both of them. Uh, it's supposed to be a, a fairly low scoring game over under was only 45 points. This, this could really be a defensive slugfest. Lamar Jackson's not perfectly healthy. Uh, hurt his hip, hurt his back. Who knows? He's sick. Plus going to altitude. So there could be some issues um, with the, the Ravens offense. And then you look at the Broncos. They, they don't have Judy. They don't have KJ Hamler. Um, they are potentially going to be missing a couple folks along their offensive line as well. And so is that going to cause some problems for the Broncos to move the ball? So this could be a real low scoring game, not a lot of points. Um, you might see a turnover here and there. So it could be a good, good start for both of them, but ones that, you know, don't blow me off, you know, out of the water necessarily. Ones that you can look at, you've got the Cowboys who have just been red hot as a defense playing at home against the Panthers. They're not my favorite, but they are out there. ESPN's got them projected for quite a lot. Titans um, at the Jets. Um, Zach Wilson just hasn't quite figured out how to be a quarterback in the NFL yet, turning the ball over at a very high clip. You think that's going to continue? I think you've got a good shot against some extra points there. Um, there's been no nothing that the Jets have really shown to, to make anyone believe that they're going to be able to score a lot of points um, this Sunday. And lastly, the Packers against the Steelers. This is less of an endorsement for the Packers defense, which is not really that great, and more of a reflection on how poor the Steelers offense has been with moving the ball. This could also very easily just be another really low scoring game, especially if the Steelers do get back TJ Watts and other defensive players that can make some trouble for, for the Packers on offense. And then the Steelers, I, it's just hard to see them moving the ball. So some thoughts there for you guys as well. Um, predictions for the upcoming week. I, I think Joe will find a way to, to beat me. I think I'm going to drop to Owen for it. <laughs> have some, have some questions to answer there. Uh, Kyle Schroeder, uh, I, I think you're going to find a way to, to come back and beat um, Jordan. So Jordan, I think you and you and I are going to be sitting down there 0 and 4. Um, Brian, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that you're gonna have you're gonna get you're gonna bounce back. You know, Mahomes doesn't want to lose three games in a row. I think he's gonna finally give you that five touchdown game that um, you're looking for against the Eagles. And you're going to get your first win and drop Tim to two and two. Andy's playing Evan, both two and one teams. Uh, I mean, for, for until further notice, it's it's just hard not to pick against. Uh, you know, hard hard to say Andy's Andy's going to lose with with the starters when bye weeks start and if injuries happen to happen, um, we might relook at that. And then Kyle Bash taking on Nick. Uh, you know, again, starting lineup is is pretty solid. Cooper Cup just coming out blazing this year and don't see any any reason that that's going to slow down love the connection between Prescott and Cooper I think that's going to be big against Carolina so I see Kyle Bash improving to three and one as well so thanks guys for bearing with me as I talked a lot without Joe here to provide his his normal comic relief and insights but hope found some of this valuable. Hope you have a chance to listen to this before the games kick off. And we'll be back next week to do it again.